This episode of the Case for Safety podcast is sponsored by Safety Focus. Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. Hello, Case for Safety podcast listeners. Hope everyone out there is staying safe and healthy. We're going into the archive this week to bring you an episode related to a topic that continues to be in the news quite a bit, and that is remote work. A recent survey from the Pew Research Center found that 59% of U.S. workers who say their jobs can mainly be done from home are working from home all or most of the time. Furthermore, 60% of workers with jobs that can be done from home say that when the coronavirus outbreak is over, given the choice, they'd like to work from home all or most of the time. Now, this survey got me thinking about an episode uh, back from the onset of the pandemic about proper ergonomics for the home workspace and steps you can take to create a work environment that supports your overall health. This episode features Rachel Michael, Director of Consulting Services at Exponent EHF and ASSP Ergonomics Practice Specialty Administrator. And it offers a lot of great insights and advice on how to create uh, an ergonomically sound home workspace. So uh, without further ado, I hope everyone enjoys this episode. Take care. As more and more workers across the country find themselves working remotely, it's important for everyone to remember steps they can take to stay healthy while working from home. Here with me to discuss how to set up an ergonomically sound home workspace and share some other tips for staying healthy at home is Rachel Michael. Rachel is Director of Consulting Services at Exponent EHF, and she is also the Assistant Administrator for ASSP's Ergonomics Practice Specialty. Uh, Rachel, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the top, uh, with so many workers now operating remotely where before they were working from a a traditional workstation with a desk and a computer, they may now be working from a kitchen table or a couch or an armchair. So uh, what are the most important things for workers to remember in terms of setting up an ergonomically sound workstation and some of the other steps they can take to stay healthy in the home working environment? Thanks, Scott. That's a great question. Um, a lot of people that weren't traditionally working from home, or if they were working from home, it was very minimal, are spending a lot more time there. Uh, oddly, this happened at the same time that many of us have kids at home that are maybe using the kitchen table themselves for the home workspace or to do schoolwork. Uh, so the typical workspace we might have had maybe isn't available to us. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have seen posters or comments online about setting up a home workstation. If at all possible, we want you to have a supportive surface to have your laptop or computer. We want your feet to be able to rest on the floor. We want you to have back support from a chair. But we also understand that that may not be possible with a lot of the workstation setups that we have going on right now. And we want you to know that's okay. Our bodies are really resilient, and they're going to be able to manage through a little bit of awkward posture at this time. They're going to be able to manage through a little bit of force from leaning forward. They're going to be managed from through a little bit of duration and repetition of these awkward postures. But what we don't want to have happen is to make this a habit or a more permanent workplace. So one 
we can do a few things to make it a little bit better or more comfortable for us. Um, if you are working cross-legged, sitting on the couch, congratulations that you can still manage to be in that posture. There's some of us that are a little bit older that <laughs> wish we still could get in that posture. Um, really using a laptop is is one of the hardest things. They're just not ever designed for us to be able to have our eyes and our head and our neck up where we have a neutral posture and still be able to see the screen and use our hands typing on the keyboard, that type of thing. So if you're sitting cross-legged on the couch and you're working from your laptop, you've probably got a pretty hunched over posture. If at all possible to get something like an extra couch pillow, an extra pillow from home, uh, a little lap desk or something else to get that laptop up. We'd really like to see your head come back, your neck uh, and back straighten out and save some of that constant pressure on your back muscles from holding your head up when we're looking down. Now that posture is also going to be a typical posture we see if you're sitting at the kitchen table at uh, a makeshift desk or a counter or a table at home. When you're using just the laptop, that, that posture where your head's really kind of leaning down, you're starting to bend at the waist, you're almost falling forward a little bit is what we see typically. And that can, after a prolonged duration, really result in some discomfort of the, the head, neck, back, um, and possibly arms, eyes, and other things as well. Okay. So, uh, what are what are some steps uh, along with you know the the ergonomic posture type of things? What are some uh, steps workers can take you know throughout the day to kind of br- break out of that position? Should people be making sure that they're you know taking a walk around the house throughout the day? You know some some other steps that workers can take to improve their physical health when working from home. Sure, Scott. So the more you're outside of that traditional kind of seated posture, whether it's a little bit reclined, whether it's a little bit declined or supported, but sitting forward, whether it's roughly upright, the more you're outside of that posture, the more we're going to want you to take breaks. So again, we understand that's difficult now, um, but a lot of our Zoom calls maybe don't require you to be seated. Can you answer emails standing up? Can you switch the Zoom call to your phone and walk for a little bit? Uh, Do you have a breakfast bar or standing height bar area in your home that you could stand for one of your Zoom meetings for four, 15, 20, even up to 30 minutes if you can? So the more out of that traditional seated supported posture you are, the more often you're going to want to get up, move, stretch, and particularly uh, get your head and shoulders back in in more of an upright position. we have a a number of people who we've heard already complaining about back pain and thinking, what chair do I need? Uh, How do I get a good chair? And one of the things we want to say about working from home with only a laptop is that that pulled forward posture is really going to be present regardless of what chair you have if we don't address the height of the laptop screen or add some peripheral tools like an external keyboard or an external mouse or an external monitor. So even though we feel the, the pain or the discomfort in our back and we, we go immediately to the chair and say, what kind of chair can help me? There's not going to be a chair that's going to help if we're not getting contact with the backrest of the chair, even if it's just our, our kitchen table chairs. Okay, great. That's a that's a very good point and a, and a great segue. We're talking about uh, chairs, uh, 
keyboards, that type of thing. In terms of setting up uh, that home workstation, there are a lot of office tools and equipment out there for people to utilize to improve their posture and thus their overall health when working at home. What advice would you give people as far as finding the specific equipment they need for their particular situation? How can they go about acquiring that equipment? Great question, Scott. So what do you need? Most of us probably have gone to work at home now with a laptop. So we've got the uh, integrated keyboard and screen. If we have an external keyboard and mouse, whether it's provided by the employer or one we may have had, time to brush out the old plugged-in ones, maybe not wireless, um, those are going to be really helpful. And what we'd like you to do then is get the laptop screen up higher to a level that allows you to rest your back against the backrest of the chair. Um, there are some great products that do that. There are a lot of laptop risers, sleeves, things like this. You can put your laptop in or on to get them up while you plug in an external keyboard and or mouse. If you're not able to purchase those, we're going to uh, be able to use textbooks, uh, leftover binders, those three ring binders, the three inch high binders can make a great monitor riser, your Amazon box that something else has been shipped in. So we, again, don't want people to get in the habit of uh, piecemeal ergonomics or, or really kind of cobbling everything together. But for this time, if that's what we need, get the laptop up with something. You also might want to consider getting a secondary monitor, uh, again, either on your own or through your employer, that's going to allow you to have a little bit more visual field, uh, depending upon the size of your laptop screen, uh, use your laptop as a secondary screen, which is how my home workstation is set up. I have my work laptop um, on a, a laptop riser off to the side. I have a primary monitor directly in front of me, and I have an external keyboard and an external mouse that I use that's directly in front of me. Now, a lot of companies weren't prepared to have this type of workforce working from home. And they may have been a bit behind on policies around how furniture is provided, what department provides the furniture, does IT provide monitors, or does a department provide monitors. And a lot of companies don't have the policies and programs in place to allow workers to easily order those types of equipment. However, we have seen um, a number of the larger employers who have corporate purchasing discounts through a Staples or an Office Max. And they have been able to extend those discounts to work from home employees. So employees would still be responsible for purchasing, say, an external mouse or uh, an external monitor or a laptop stand with their own monies, but they are afforded the corporate discount in uh, and the corporate purchasing policy to be able to buy those pieces of equipment at a discounted rate. So if you've been thinking about getting something, reach out to your HR team and they might have to figure this out a little bit or, or point you to purchasing to determine if you might be eligible to utilize your company's purchasing power to order some of these office home office type materials. Okay, great. Now, another health aspect uh, related to working at home and one that might go overlooked is is eye health. Workers might be having more screen time than they usually would in their traditional work environment, and that can, of course, have a huge impact on their eye health. So what are some steps workers can take to protect their eyes if they're having a lot of screen time? And what are some signs that they may need to you know, step away from their screen for, for a period of time throughout the day? Absolutely. I, 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 have worked from home uh, myself for, for over a decade. And, and I definitely feel at this time that there has just been 
more of my own time on the screen. If it's not been in front of the computer screen, it's certainly been trying to follow the goings on with the news. It's been following my my local authorities and trying to understand what restrictions are are in my place. And I have noticed um, an increase in my screen viewing. And I've also noticed personally an, an increase in some of these symptoms of dry eye, uh, not blinking enough, and just a little bit of strain and fatigue in the eyes from looking at the screens. So uh, blue light is a concern for eye health and the amount of exposure to blue light. So if you have not uh, adjusted your devices, and, and this is for tablets, for laptops, and for your cell phone, and for your kids' electronic devices and screens as well, you're going to want to look at um, having some of those nighttime hours, reducing the blue light when you can, and also just taking a break from the screen and looking somewhere else, blinking, keeping our eyes watered. We're coming into allergy season for a lot of the United States. And what you might think is just uh, uh, oncoming allergies or dry eyes, itchy eyes could potentially be a sign that you are experiencing uh, discomfort from staring at the screen for so long. So certainly keep eye health in mind uh, for yourself and your kids. And note if there are some of these uh, symptoms that the screen use could be contributing to some of those symptoms of, of dry eyes needing to blink and, and general eye discomfort. Uh, keep up to, up to date with your eye health is, is a great thing. And then look at those settings that you can monitor when, when the blue light comes uh, if you have a nighttime setting, sometimes you can change the color, color schemes as well to to help ease that for you. Okay, great. Uh, some uh, some great tips. Uh, uh, any other uh, tips you'd like to sh- share? Uh, resources our listeners can reference for guidance on good ergonomics in their home workspace. Well, we, we always want to invite you to come and check out the Ergonomics Practice Specialty Group. Uh, we do have a discussion board there. You're welcome to ask questions of our administrative team or any of the members. If you post in the general ASSP communities and it's an ergonomics-related topic that will get to us as well in the ergonomics practice specialty. So certainly uh, feel free to reach out in in that way. Um, A lot of our companies have been publishing their own guidelines, and a lot of them are very basic. They say try to sit with your feet on the floor if you can. We know that if you're you're at a a workstation where where you're not able to really get some some good support for your feet, so you might see some of that discomfort in your in your lower extremities, in your legs. We're seeing uh, information coming out from companies about setting up workstations for your kids. You think about wanting to develop good habits for your kids in nutrition and exercise and other things. Here's a chance to set up some good habits for your kids in their interaction with their work tools as far as taking breaks taking the time to make adjustments from one user to another. So if you're sharing a workstation or a kitchen table or even a, even a laptop or a computer for you to have a discussion about, hey, this is what I'm doing to fit it for me. And maybe when you sit down, we change the settings or we change the height of something. Mm-hmm. But for me, I need it raised up a little bit higher. And it gives you a chance to slow down a little bit and really consider what you're doing for yourself because you're showing it uh, and modeling it as good behavior for your kids to take that time to stop and make the adjustments that you uh, maybe wouldn't have if you were just going to sit down for an hour or fix something and it wasn't your primary workstation. But take a moment to see where you can make adjustments. Uh, Many of us have been addressing this as as almost a triage. I've got to get something done. I'm working from home. I'll fix it later. And now that we've had a few weeks to, to really acclimate to this being the new norm for our work for the next little while, is there something that we should do? Uh, would an external mouse make it easier for you and your work setup where you've been using maybe the touchpad on the laptop up until now? 
Uh, do you recognize in yourself that you've been leaned over, leaned down towards a laptop and it's time to find a box or a book or, or order a laptop riser to get that up for you? That's really great advice, especially I know uh, with so many people having having kids at home, kind of instilling in them at an early age, you know, the the proper posture, how they should be sitting up in a chair. I think uh, that's going to do a lot of good for both you and your children in the long run. It, it is. It is. It's a great opportunity for us to uh, to have those discussions and to and to take breaks as well. Take breaks, you know, uh, get our kids to take a break. If they've been sitting at their screen for a couple of hours doing homework or lessons or otherwise, hey, it's a great habit to get into, to stop, get up, walk around. That's always going to be a, a healthy recommendation no matter where we're working to just have that break from the screen time. You'll hear uh, ergonomists say a lot, we want you to change the viewing distance. So if you've been looking at a screen that's that kind of 18 to 30 inches away from you, we want you to look up, look something at, look at something that's 20 feet away from you, really change the focal point of okay, your eyes okay. so you don't use that, lose that ability to have that change in focus. And those are great habits to talk to your kids about as well, whether they're laying in bed on their smartphone or doing homework. Stop looking at the screen, look at something 20 feet away, focus on that, change the focus, blink, uh, increase that blink rate, keep your eyes moisturized. Those are good habits to get into regardless of where we're working. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, any Anything else you'd, uh, you'd like to add as, uh, as we wrap up? Oh, don't be too hard on yourself. We're all working through this. Uh, if your workstation isn't perfect, don't fret about it uh, in a way that puts your puts yourself in more stress. We can make do with a lot of things. You can reach out for for help in setting things up. A lot of organizations are offering virtual assessments, letting you uh, connect via Zoom, take pictures of your workstation, make recommendations on social media channels. There's there's postings of it. Um, there's a little bit of levity to it as well. We've seen a number of home workstations uh, posted in a tongue-in-cheek manner uh, saying, you know, does, does this look all right to anybody in the ergonomics profession? And it's <laughs> monitors on boxes and keyboards on boxes and dogs running afoot. And uh, so there, there's a little bit of levity to it as well. But but we do want you to know that that the more you stay in these awkward postures, the more likely it is to have a negative effect on your body. So take a moment to review your setup, see if there's anything that might be pulling at you the wrong way or uh, leading you to continually have an awkward posture. If you always sit on one side of the couch and always rest one arm, you may end up uh, down the road with a little bit of discomfort on one side or the other if things aren't even. So just have a little bit of awareness to it. Uh, reach out for assistance if you need help. Certainly engage with the with the practice specialties at ASSP, and uh, we're happy to help as much as we can in this time. Okay, great. Thank you so much again for coming on, Rachel. I, I hope our listeners will uh, take our discussion today and think about how they can uh, create a healthier, more ergonomically sound uh, home workstation and stay healthy while working from home. So thank you again. Thank you, Scott. Join us at Safety Focus February 21st through the 25th, 2022 in Phoenix, Arizona, and online February 21st through March 4th. Register today at safetyfocus.assp.org. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.